This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Put an edge on your friends with a Pussy Magnet. Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. <laughs> Ah, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. (laughs) Oh God, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? (laughs) Whatever, I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up a couch. It's the Labia Lounge. Hey, my Labia loves. Welcome back to the lounge. I've got a really special guest sharing couch space with me today, Lexi McDonald, who's a 20-year-old high-achieving babe. Absolute fucking prodigy, if you ask me. Um, she started an app, like a mobile app, called Her Help when she was 17 years old, which is like unfucking fathomable to me because I can barely use the internet. Um, being born in 1990 in a tiny country town, that was like full dial-up vibes, and pretty sure I did my year 12 with like pen and paper and no laptop. So anyway, um, very impressive to me. Lexi's about to launch um, or release the second like update, like a version of her help any day now. Um, And the mobile app guides, encourages and supports people through daily challenges. So um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's, and it's been really amazing. Like I think really quickly at it grew in popularity, got like 10,000 users. And then this like 2.0 update is going to be even more spectacular. So I'm really keen to have a chin wag about your wild journey being like a super duper young women, woman in business, Lexi. So welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Pleasure, Treasure. Um, So first off, could you just tell us a little bit more about this app that you've created and like who you created it for and why? Yeah, totally. So I created Her Help when I was 17. So I feel like no one goes through life unharmed. Growing up can be really, really tough. And I really struggled with all different aspects of growing up, like everyone does. You know, I think teenage girls can be really, really mean. I was bullied growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my parents went through a divorce, you know, navigating relationships and, you know, learning about yourself and what you want and what you don't want. And, you know, the added pressure of being like, pick what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like right here, right now. Oh. Like, what is it you want to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? It's, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know myself, let alone what I want to do for the rest of my life. So um, growing up can be really tricky. And I found myself lost and alone throughout a lot of it um and you know I had a really supportive family and you know like I it wasn't a major trauma or anything like that it was just you know like every day you know what do I do where do I go and I was like 
where do you go? Like, <laughs> where can you go? And um, I was watching a What's on My iPhone videos. They were really popular, like where people would scroll through their phone and be like, this is what I have. And I <laughs> love those oh. videos. Right? Oh. I was obsessed with them. <laughs> um, and I was scrolling through and I like was like an app. Like, why don't I make an app? Like, that's such a cool idea. It's always on your phone whenever you need it. It's not a website. It's on Instagram account where you have to actively go out and seek it. Like, it's just there, sitting there waiting for you to need it. So I was like, cool, I'm going to make an app, like, to help people. Um, <laughs> I had no idea how to make an app. I hopped onto YouTube and was like, how to make an app? <laughs> it's all good <laughs> ideas start. <laughs> totally. Turns out. It was <laughs> so much harder than that. Um, but within six months, I managed to get a very basic app, app on the app, app on the app store, <laughs> which oh was so God. cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, it took me to some really cool places. Like even like I launched it just like to Facebook to like my friends and family. And that afternoon I was on the local radio, like telling them all about it. And I guess since then it's been like this massive whirlwind, you know, I've had, you know, over 10,000 users, I had five girls messaging me, telling me that they wouldn't be here without the platform and, you know, TV, radio, newspaper, like awards, like it's been crazy and so, so, so cool. But I guess where I was back in 2019, I was like, cool, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so when I saw that there was a need for this, I was like, cool, like, let's make it better. Like, let's make it what I wanted it to be. Because I guess it was such a compromised version when I was like, cool, let's make it out. I was, I was ready yeah. to make the next Facebook. <laughs> Turns out I didn't have the skill set to make the next Facebook. <laughs> so I've, yeah, been on a crazy mission for the past three years to try and get like a proper app developed. Whoa, what the fuck? I was so not like I didn't even know what an app was when I was 17. Like I could barely check my emails. I can't even imagine like far out. Like in six months you just made an app yourself through YouTubing and like just sort of figuring it out. Like that is fucking wild. Um <laughs> oh my goodness. And so like just to get a better idea of what I guess what space or what um, resource the app provides. Like I know that it covers things like um, bullying and like mental health and well-being and whatever. Like what currently, like I will ask you about 2.0, but what currently, you know, does the app um, kind of like feature or what do you do on the app? I'm I'm not very well versed at apps in general. So like explain <laughs> it to an old, an old person, old Zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess one of the biggest things I wanted in the app when I started was I was like, I want a community. Like, um, we're from kind of the same regional WA kind of place. And, um, it can be really hard if you don't have those people around you. Like, that's it. Like, those are your people. If mm -hmm. you don't click with those, if those people aren't going through what you're going through, like, oh, no one's there to help. So mm -hmm. one of the biggest things was that community aspect. So you can post on there, um, share your stories and just so people can come on and go, hey, I feel this. Like, I've been through this. You're not alone in this. And just having that sense of, like, mm -hmm. your people and finding that community is so, so powerful. 
Mm, amazing. Yeah, I remember high school being like a very, very fraught time for me. There was a fair bit of bullying. There was a lot of like othering and I always felt like – um I don't know, just different and the odd one out. And like, I, I didn't want to conform to like, you know, cause I went to this tiny little country high school, super isolated. Like it's such a bubble. And if you're not, like you said, those are the people that you're in school with. There was like 30 of us in my year level from year seven to year 12. And I was stuck with them. And that was that. And so, you know, you don't have a whole lot of choice. You don't have, if, if within those people, you don't find anyone that, you know, you resonate with or are sharing your experience, then you you know, I had nowhere to go for that. So it's really interesting, like reflecting on my high school years and imagining actually having a community online or a resource like that. Cause I just, I just didn't, I didn't even like have the internet, like everyone had MySpace, but I, I was in the dark ages. Like we didn't have a computer at home and stuff. So I didn't have MySpace when that was like the thing. Um, and yeah, I felt super, super alone and really isolated, really like unsupported and, bullying was like super horrible so it's yeah it's interesting to hear that like you are battling those same things but then you're like actually I can fucking create a solution to this yeah and it's it's that thing right when you're in it you just feel like oh I'm the only one but I moved to a year 11 and 12 school because I was exactly the same like 30 kids you like grow up with them like that's that um and I moved to a year 11 and 12 school um just with subject changes it wasn't socially reasons at all but I kind of got into like kids all over regional WA and you know there were Mm. hundreds of kids and I spoke to them all and they all had that same experience they were like oh no like I felt like I didn't belong and these were my people too and yeah it's not until you connect those people or connect the dots that oh hey like we all struggle with something like even the kids that were like oh my gosh like you're so cool like I'd love to be like you you know they were just fitting in to you know have someone to sit with too so yeah it's crazy yeah um so like what what was your experience like uh you know with bullying in school because when you were at that age the internet was a thing and I you know cyber bullying is like like I had a bad enough time with like in-person IRL bullying um but how did you go with like having I mean did you ever get cyber bullied or experience that or that kind of cancel culture um yeah, like, and and were you determined to make sure that there was an online space that was actually safe from that? Like, how do you stop that from going on within the app, I guess? Yeah, totally. Good question. Um, I think I've been super lucky with, you know, the what time period I was born in because I've grown up, like, we grew up with, you know, like, box TVs and like the same like of a family phone one computer in the house (laughs) like you know like we that was us and I've kind of grown up and as I've grown up technology's kind of evolved at the same time you know dad got his first like iPhone like the first ever iPhone as I was going into high school so like as I've grown up, technology's grown up too. So I can't speak on the extent of like knowing what bullying would be like with everything that everyone mm-hmm. has access to now. Um, a lot of my bullying happened in primary school. Um, 
you know, kids are just nasty, kids saying that, like, the world would be a better place if I wasn't in it, you know, little girls writing songs about (laughs) wanting to smash my head against a curb and my blood going everywhere. Like, (laughs) like for a little person, that's really, really hard to handle. But, like, kids are mean, like, and it's it's just a thing that kids do, right? So, um. A lot, like a lot of that was in person, which like I'm grateful for, like having that escalated onto a digital platform where everyone can see it and agree with it. And yeah, I can't imagine people going through that in on a mm. like amplified level. Yeah, wow. Um, but it sort of seems like the people that use your app are like really there for the same reasons and it's more kind of encouraging and supportive and inclusive and like about relating to one another rather than like othering or yeah, I guess picketing against someone for their differences, right? Totally. Yeah, mm. totally. Yeah. So cool. Um, so like I'm curious because obviously, yeah, you were very young and like yeah I mean I have so many because I also like have started a business and like trying to kind of put my um passions into like creating a career and um coming up against like all of the obstacles and hurdles that come with like just forging your own path in terms of like you know entrepreneurship and like business like how has your experience of that been like being so young being like a young female in particular like um yeah what kind of like obstacles or hurdles did you come up against and like do you feel like being young and being a woman was like something that you know uh was like a worked against you or was a disadvantage like people didn't take you seriously or like what yeah good good question um I think I've had both so from the launch of the first app in back in 2019 I set out on this big mission to like make this new app and make it everything I wanted it to be and for that I wanted to hire an app developer who could like properly do it so at the end of 2019 I sat down with my laptop and screen by screen button by button like fully designed how I wanted this new app to look and I was like cool this is perfect no compromises this is what I want um and I sent it to an app development company here in Perth and they came back and quoted me 2.2 million dollars for the app that I wanted (laughs) right so that was probably my first proper experience in the business world um and how crazily expensive everything is and when you're a commercial business and you you know are in that commercial world like 2.2 million dollars to help you know move your company forward for a lot of big organizations like isn't a lot of money um so coming at it from a point of being a 17 year old girl that was still at school um competing in this world where you know the Mm. app world and the technology world is still such an expensive crazy process was yeah really challenging so um I feel like I did a kind of good job at um navigating that and using like the I'm a young female to my advantage um although a lot of people didn't take me seriously um a few did at the end of 2019 I sat down and wrote emails to like 
everyone I could ever think of. I was looking in my pantry and I was like, big companies, like who else can I send it to? It was like, Arnett, cool, put that down. Like literally I was like, where can I, who can I send stuff to? And yeah, sent out so, so, so many emails being like, this is my idea. Like, um, because lots of companies, you know, are looking for, you know, good things to fund and things that they can put to their name and stuff as well. So I was like, I'm getting this money as a 17 year old. I'm like, cool, like this is going to happen. So um at the beginning of 2020 I almost had enough money to just like press go and to get this app developed and then COVID hit (laughs) which yeah (laughs) I know so that could have been the coolest success story and I could have been up two years ago but um COVID hit and as quickly as that money was promised it was you know, taken away because, you know, every company's disposable income got so much less, like times were uncertain. They couldn't be looking outwards anymore. Everyone was kind of focusing in, which like I totally understand, like um, so important to keep businesses and employees afloat. Um, but I guess for me, that hit me really, really hard because I've been like, cool, I'm a big young lady in business. I've just funded all this money. I've done it myself. I'm going to make this happen. And then when it didn't, that was really hard. So the, I guess the biggest part in business was then grant applications. I was like, cool, what can I do now? Write grant applications. And that was where I probably found the biggest disadvantage for me being so young and being a female with no qualifications because, mm. you know, the first thing in a grant application they write is like, what are your skill sets? What are you qualified in? How long have you, like, tell me your employment history. Like, why are you capable of running this project? Like, tell us everything about you. And, you know, mm. I was 18 at the time. I was like, I've got, <laughs> I've got nothing. Like, I'm so capable and I know I can do this better than anyone else can. But, like, yeah, I've got nothing to show for it. So mm. um, that's that was really, really hard to navigate and trying to be taken seriously in that world was very, very, very hard. Yeah, far out. I can't even imagine. Like that is such an enormous vision and like mission. It must have just been, yeah, so soul-destroying and like uh, disheartening when you got so many like no's and so much rejection and then, you know, you get your hopes up because things were promised and then that changes. Like how did you, I guess, like – keep going because that's something that I come up against as well like with you know business and like forging my own path and trying to like live off my business is like it's fucking hard and when it's not working um or it isn't working as quickly as you'd like um it's really tricky to like not give up so what what do you think has like contributed to you being so tenacious and so like persistent and perseverant with this Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in. And there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and thought-provoking conversations, and support from a community of labial legends. I also have an account on the fab new app Sunroom, which is a platform created by women for women and non-binary folk, and where there's no shadow banning or censorship of sex-positive content unlike with the other platforms that I'm on. So you can hit up my sunroom for extra content and real and raw life updates because I'll be sharing on there from now on all of the stuff that I can't post anywhere else. 
My vision for both of these is that they become really supportive, educational, and hilarious resources for you to have more access to me and a safe space to ask questions that you can't ask anywhere else. So head over to the links in the show notes and I'll hopefully see you in there. And now back to the episode. Yeah, totally. That's a very good question. And you're so right. Like being an entrepreneur, like it's like a roller coaster. Like you have the best days of your life and things go completely to plan and it's your vision and you're so excited. And then the next day could be completely the other way. And, you know, a nine to five job, you're just sitting, you know, flatline and that's great because, you know, you don't feel those exciting highs, but, you know, you don't feel those horrible lows too. And that's what a, that's what a business is. And, um, it's so important to find a business that you love. Like what you do is incredible and you're so passionate about it. And, you know, same with me. And if we didn't have that passion and that drive and that um, idea that this is needed, like people need this information, people need this support, like, you know, it wouldn't happen. And for being, you can't just be in business to make money. Your whole goal can't be like, cool, I've got this multi-trillion dollar idea let's make this happen. Like you've got to have a love for the product. You've got to love it. You've got to be passionate about it because there's going to be some really, really hard times and things that you never think you're going to be able to get through. You know, as a 17-year-old, $2.2 million is a lot of money to be asked (laughs) to pay to get to your next stop. And, um, you know, there's been a trillion other, you know, problems that have popped Mm. up in the meantime. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's about finding something that you're so insanely passionate about. And if you stop here and then in six months you saw someone else doing exactly the same thing and who's pushed through all those boundaries and has made it happen like that would be horrible like I just kept thinking it's not me it'll be someone else and I would kick myself in my shitty nine-to-five job looking at that person being like I could have been you (laughs) so that's what's get me going (laughs) totally I know I guess if the passion and the love isn't there then there's nothing really to get you through those low points and those challenges when everything just feels too hard and you're like fuck I'm really pushing shit uphill here like why am I doing this again um but if you're why like if your vision is like strong enough then you keep going so I totally relate to that um I'd love to do the segment get pregnant and die because uh something that I'm really really into about the update the you know her help 2.0 app is that you've incorporated a whole lot of like expert um I don't know, what would you call them? Like there's tutorials, there's like practices, there's talks, there's just like contributions from lots of different experts in lots of different fields. And we'll chat about that more. But um, yeah, the reason that we know each other now is because you got in touch with me to do a sex education component so that, you know, the people using the app could actually have some sex ed and have that resource. So I'm wondering like, do you, do you, um, do you feel like that's important because your sex education at school was really dismal and like didn't really, you know, fill in all the gaps for you? Like, you know, what was your experience of sex ed? Don't have sex because you will get pregnant and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have, don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Promise? Yeah, totally. I feel like it's such a tricky conversation 
to have. Like people don't talk about sex at all, depending on the circle you're in, like your everyday person, like you don't talk about it. Like my friends don't talk about it. People I know, even, you know, older people. And I've had, you know, ladies in their sixties using the app being like, please include this. You know, how, how do we talk about pleasure? How do we prioritize this? How do we, you know, talk about sex like it's something that you know we all do and it's something that you know is a a important part of a relationship but you know you can embrace and you can sit on the couch and cuddle and that's all totally accepted but you know when you talk about sex everyone shuts off and no one wants to hear about it so all I wanted to do was to create a safe space for people to be able to have those conversations and for you to be able to open people up to being like, hey, like, let's say sex, like, let's say it 10 times. And like, that's okay. And, you know, we have vaginas and let's talk about this because it's not talked about, you know, it's not talked about in schools. It's not talked about, you know, within families, within, you know, friendship groups as well as like growing up and you know older people as well you know they still have those same struggles and if you're not taught about all sorts of stuff and especially being a female like pleasure and being like you deserve this just as much as a male does and all that kind of thing is so 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 important so having you on to share some incredible content and resources is just so important to me Hmm. Thanks, doll. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. amazing. And you've been able to create that safe space within the app to have those conversations and that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for it to come out and, and see how people respond and like, yeah, get that information to more people because um, it's so important and you're right. It's just not something that most of us have access to um you know and I was really lucky to have a friendship group where like we did talk about that stuff but I do get clients regularly that are like I don't have anyone in my life to talk to about this and I'm just heartbroken for them because like you know how was that for you growing up with no one to be a soundboard and no one to chat about this from like did you kind of just read like the sealed section of Dolly Doctor and that was like your I mean maybe I'm just showing my age you probably don't know what Dolly Doctor is but (laughs) I'm all over it I'm the cast but I'm like almost not cool enough (laughs) no totally and that's how people do it and nowadays if it's not Dolly Doctor it's porn and that's Mm. like horrible and you know so many of my friends you know that's where they've learn you know what 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 goes where and how things work like because no one's there to be like let's sit down like you know this is what this is and this is point b like to the point that I met uh one of the users who uses the app and she had no idea and we became friends but she had literally no idea what anything was didn't know what an orgasm was didn't know what bits go where like literally nothing not not even a scientific level because her family never talked about it you know she's got sisters they never knew because no one ever talked about it and you know they've never been in a a relationship because they were just too scared because they honestly you know they're in their 20s 24 now and they just never knew and didn't know where to go to find that information either so I think it's just so important to yeah have that space to be like if you don't know anything like amazing if you have been in a relationship for 50 years and you know you you want to increase your desire and stuff like just being able to have those conversations in a space that's safe is just yeah so powerful because so many people have no idea Mm, yeah well I think I forget um because it's like my whole world these days I forget that that's the case that so many people just like don't 
yeah, don't have any idea about this stuff and there's so much like shame and stigma shrouding it that maybe they're not really that, um, you know, comfortable or like uh, keen to start Googling or, you know, um, and even if they did, like there's so much misinformation online, there's so much porn that's really like misrepresentative and damaging. So it's a it's a minefield and I'd almost prefer someone to know nothing than to have gone out and tried to figure it out themselves from porn or from like Googling, you know, and getting like all different info that's just really clickbaity and like based on like the masculine, you know, default blueprint of sexuality that that we see in the media so I'm stoked that now I've got you know another um avenue to get out really empowering and like accurate information via your app and yeah really grateful for that opportunity to like reach more people and help more people so thank you Ah, well, I'm so excited to have you. Like your your message is just so powerful and so important. And, you know, us as women need to talk about it a lot more. So, yeah, mm. it's a privilege to have you being able to help as many people as we can together. Yeah. So, all right. Like it's obviously been a pretty like huge up and down journey and it's still happening. You're still going. Like do you have any, um, I don't know, like, lessons that you learned or like tips or strategies like through your experience that would help other women who are embarking on like a journey in the business world yeah totally um firstly like google is your best friend like (laughs) google and youtube like if you don't know something google it youtube it um lots of people have asked me um in you know talks and conversations being like what's it like being a woman in regional wa like doing stuff like do you feel so disadvantaged that you're in a country town and i'm like no like (laughs) we all have access to google like these questions and these conversations don't need to be something that you have to ask someone in person or find someone that lives up the road to talk to anymore like you can email anyone you can be a linkedin connection with anyone you can you know google anything sorry (laughs) you can google anything and that's so powerful so if you uh have a goal have a mission like figure out, like teach yourself. There's so many resources for so many things out there to do. And the same as I said before, like if you find something you're passionate about, like you've always got to have that front of mind because there's always going to be stuff that gets in the way. And you're always going to have days where you're like, why am I doing this? This sucks. Like, where's my social life? What do I do? Like, (laughs) all I do is sit on this laptop. But (laughs) if you care about it so much and have a, a bigger purpose than just the financial gain, then like, yeah, you're set up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it used to be a massive um like barrier for me. Just I'm, I'm a bit of a luddite. Like I'm not great at tech. I don't I don't enjoy it. Like I get really um put off by things that require skills or knowledge around the tech side of things and like it's just something that I've had to get the fuck over because there's no way that I could do business in this day and age without that sort of thing. And so literally like several times a day on any given day, I am Googling things, I'm YouTubing things, I'm trying to figure out how to set up this and that with my website and with that system and that, you know, like it's there's constant things that I come up against that I don't know how to do. Um, just 
just to run like the most basic, you know, parts of my business online. So I've had to get over, you know, that sort of fixed mindset and be like, oh, well, I just like, I'm not good at technology and I just don't know how to do stuff and yeah, have a growth mindset around it and just like be okay with being shit at things and having to Google them. And yes, it takes me like half a day to do something that would take like a more tech savvy person, probably five minutes. Um, But at the same time, though, it's really frustrating and sometimes I'll have like an entire day where I just feel like I've gotten absolutely nowhere. I've read 50 articles and tutorials and I just haven't been able to make the thing work that I try. I was trying. Like it fucking sucks, but like I am also learning a lot in the process and like I've I've learned all these new skills that I just had no idea that I would have needed or that I, you know, like I've actually come way further with that sort of thing and learned a lot more than expected just because it's like, it's like a necessity and day to day it just happens. Like I'm, I'm constantly having to look up how to do things and, you know, then I've learned something new. So it's like, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, so it's good advice. Yeah. yeah. Google is your friend. <laughs> um, yeah, your best friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, um, so true. And you've got to be open to learning that stuff too. Like you're right about the, oh, it's too hard. Like I can't, like I can't do this right now. Like if you just stop there, like boom, like you can't get any further. Like with Mm. your business, especially if it's a small business, like you're the only person steering the ship. Like if you're not motivating yourself, if you're not getting past these hurdles on your own, you can't just knock on tech support's door downstairs (laughs) and go, hi, I've got this problem. Can you sort this? You know, your manager isn't sitting over your shoulder being like, this is due here. And you know, you know, your co-workers next to you doing it. Like if you give up or, you know, you go, oh, this is too much. I just can't. Like there's no one there to be like, make sure you get that done. Like that's all you. So mm. if you go, oh, this is all too hard. Like, you know, you have to have that mental strength and ability to go, okay, let's have a breather and we have to go back to this. This has to be done. And you're right. You <laughs> learn something in the process, but if, if you don't, like no one's there to fix that for you. Like as yeah. a small business owner, it's all you. <laughs> it's all you. You've got to wear all of the hats and all, you know, most of the hats I hate. I do not like them. I'm not good at them, but I just have to do them because it's not like I can afford to pay someone. And um, exactly. and that's just how it starts. Like, you know, some days like Lockie, my partner will get home and be like, how's your day? And I'll just be to- like crying, just burst into tears because I've just had one of those days where like nothing yeah. worked and I've been pushing shit uphill and I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Um, so yeah, it's very, that's very relatable to me. Um, no, so like, that's what it is. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> I have days like that all the time. No. <laughs> yeah. So like another thing that I, uh, know is quite common for when, you know, you're in business, like very, like more common for females as well, um, is like imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough, not really feeling like you're up to the job, um, feeling like a fraud or a phony. Do you, do you come up against your own like, um, bouts of imposter syndrome and how do you, how do you kind of overcome those? Yeah, good, good question. I feel like everyone does to a point in everything that they do. And um, I just have to tell myself that I've worked so hard for this. Like I've worked so hard and I don't think that I'm, you know, 
I honestly think that anyone could do it if they were determined. It's not about, you know, my my skills or my ability. It's literally just about my motivation to wanting to make a difference. Like that's all that's running this ship at the moment. <laughs> um, and I, you know, anyone could do it. And I strongly believe that, you know, if you have a vision and you have a passion, like, you know, anyone can have a business and anyone can make it happen if you truly wanted it to be. Um, I guess the biggest time I feel that imposter syndrome is part of this job and part of being like a young person doing cool stuff. People want you to get up on stage in front of 500 professional women at (laughs) events and be like, talk about yourself. Like, tell me what it is that you're doing. And, you know, that's really scary. I was, yeah, the first time I did that was three months after I launched the app and I was, yeah, on a stage in front of 500 professional women and they're like, tell us your story, tell us about you. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm with the best of the best uh, with professional women in WA and I'm, you know, I haven't even finished high school and I'm, you know, just fumbled around and done something in my bedroom and <laughs> made an app and, you know, that's when I'm like, I don't deserve to be up here speaking about what I'm doing. Like these people have worked their whole lives to be sitting in this room and I'm like at the front of the stage like, hi. <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> um, so totally, but um, at, you, you know, you get used to it time after time. You know, you, you go up in front of like yeah, thousands of people at a time, and you just have to be like, cool. This is my story. No one knows it better than myself. If they didn't want me, they wouldn't have asked. Like <laughs> you just got to do it. And mm-hmm. you know, everyone has self doubt, but I guess you've just got to think about your bigger purpose and like what is it you're actually trying to do and push mm. forward from there. Mm, yeah totally like just reframing it and being like well if I don't like you know rather than like who am I to do this it's like if I don't do this like I'm not going to help anyone and if I do do it and step into that how many people could I help with like what I've got to offer um which yeah like it sounds like you get a lot of messages from people that are saying your app has saved their life or changed their life or just been really really powerful and like invaluable to them so I'm sure that would also like that's kind of something that helps me with my imposter syndrome when it rears its head is like I've gotten so much feedback at this point that's like so undeniably positive that it's like ammunition against the imposter syndrome totally yeah and when it's we do service-based stuff it's yeah it's literally not about us anymore it's about how we can then help others and that's yeah Mm -hmm. really powerful Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it would, I've heard the reframe of like, it would be selfish of you to give up and to not do this and not offer, you know, the service or this part of yourself or like, you know, what you have to give. Basically, if you kept that all to yourself because you had imposter syndrome, that would be selfish because then other people can't benefit and you can't serve other people. So, I kind of remind myself of that. It's like, regardless of how low I might be feeling and how much I'm like, oh, what am I doing? This is too hard. Like, I'm never going to be able to make a living like who am I to teach people about these things actually you know the alternative is just to not help anyone and the people that I could have been helping or that I have helped wouldn't wouldn't get to it you know benefit from that so that would be kind of ridiculous of me to like yeah let it stop me my own insecurities that is yeah totally yeah so Mm. powerful excuse the interruption my loves but i'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five star ratings for the potty because as i'm sure you've noticed by now it's pretty fab and the more people who get to hear it the more people it can help 
Reviews and ratings help me curry favour with the algorithmic gods and get suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel really good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. And I promise I don't maz over them or anything. I mostly just tuck them away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed, which is fairly frequently. (laughs) So you see, leaving a review really does make a difference and it's an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Choose your poison, or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Whoa now. If you are writing a review, though, just be sure to only use G-rated words, because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't actually show up. Lame. Anyway, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, you're going to go do it right now while I wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. May as well just quickly click that five-star button before we get on with it and, you know, like forget about it and get on with your day. Um, um, oh, I'm hearing them roll in. I'm hearing those five stars. <laughs> oh my God, I make myself cringe. Anyway, uh, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem and I'll let you get back to the episode now. Um, so like, what about her help 2.0. I don't know if that's what you're calling it. That's just what I've decided. Yeah. <laughs> that is what the file name is called. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, like what are some of the innovations or the like things that you've added in? What are we like expecting from this new version? Like why is it extra, extra, extra special? Yeah, good question. So (laughs) it'll have everything the app has now. So, you know, that community aspect I said before. So there'll be like, it's called a helper sister out section. So you'll be able to go on and post either anonymously or like to your profile, whatever you prefer, and just ask questions to people. Be like, hey, have you felt like this? Is this, you know, this is what I'm going through, blah, blah, blah. And just having that community aspect is so, so powerful. Um, And then there'll be journeys. So that's like your story. So go on and be like, hey this is my story about this this is my struggle and um having it removed from Instagram or Facebook or something like that like it removes the restrictions and the flag like you can't say sex on Instagram without it being flagged and your account you know being on watch and making sure stuff you know is your accounts you know I had a photo of me in a bath when I was two and you know my Facebook accounts on like warning like one more mistake and you lose your account and I'm like I was two like I'm not so having yeah (laughs) so having a, a space that's not got those crazy filters so that you can talk about stuff you can talk about a toxic relationship and how you work through it you can talk about sex you can talk about things that actually matter and people need support on like these trigger words you know domestic violence you know rape these things that people go through and want you know people to relate to and so many of us face like it's so important to have a community where you can say these words without people shying away or without you know the whole service shutting you down and saying it's too hard we can't talk about it because Mm. um 
and then where do they go? So I think that's really powerful in itself, the community aspect, yeah. but it's got heaps of stuff. So <laughs> you've also got, um, it's just all based wellness. I was like, what do people need to improve their mental health to make them feel better about themselves? I was like, this is a happy place. Like, what do we want in this? How do we make it like a space that people can go? So we've got meditation. We've got, um, three meditation experts that have like meditation audios we have like nutrition where we have like nutritionists and like hundreds of like healthy beautiful recipes so you nourish your body but still make it yum and delicious I think that's really important Mm. um we have fitness um and a way to work with fitness so that the body positivity movement can kind of work together so just like fun things you've got all different workouts as well as like dance workouts so you can just like you know it's not that same like you have to work this you've got to push your body you've got to be shaking Mm. and then you've got to come out of it like feeling so sore for days and like you've not enjoyed (laughs) it like and if you love that stuff there's definitely some hard workouts on the app but there's also some fun ones if you're just like I want to move my body I just want to enjoy this you know we've got pilates which will be really cool as well um yoga we've got a really cool lady who travels around the world with her camera and just films yoga videos in cool places you know she was in guatemala next to a volcano and like a lake and now she's in italy she goes to greece next week she's just really really cool (laughs) um (laughs) then we've got like the self-growth side of things which is where your lovely face is shown, where you've got like sexual wellness and women's health. And um, we've got a doctor on there as well talking about periods and like female health on that end as well. Um, And then you've got, yeah, all sorts of stuff, confidence, um, mindset and emotion, finance, career coaching, just like everything you could possibly need, hopefully to like, yeah, feel like, oh, I've got a problem. Oh, I don't know how to write a resume. Like there's a a HR lady there to talk you through that. Like, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm in debt. I don't know how my finances work or how to even start. You know, there's financial educators there to talk about that. And yeah, everything Mm -hmm. you could ever possibly want. I hope that that's a space that yeah, you can, if you want a dance workout, if you want a meditation or you want to learn about sex, like there's something for everyone. <laughs> wow. So epic. I'm, I'm really rapt to hear there's things like um, business advice and financial, you know, management and things like that. Cause I feel like there's a bit of a gap when it comes to like learning about that stuff. And it is so important, um, you know, and I wish I'd had like more of a financial education, um, So it's cool. It's cool how like comprehensive and holistic you've made it by including all of these things that aren't, I guess, aren't usually like if you think of wellness or like well-being or mental health, you don't often think about stuff like that. Um, But they're such a big part of it. Like, yeah, it's massive. So it's really cool that you've put in those sorts of things. And um, I'm really excited. So does this app cost money? Is it free? Like, what are we, what are we looking at? Yeah, totally. And touch on before, like that, you know, you don't think about mental health in that way is so, so powerful. Like, um, I was talking to my career, like the career coach on there, and I was like, you, like, lots of people work a nine to five job, like 80% of their life is at work. And a lot of the time, you know, career and, you know, having your voice heard in meetings and how to deal with conflict with, you know, your boss and your colleagues, like, that's not talked about. But like, if you're, Mm. if you're having a toxic relationship with your boss or, you know, you don't feel like you're represented or you don't, you're, you're struggling 
struggling at work. Like your mental health is horrible. Like you come home from work feeling so bad about yourself. You know, the rest of your life's affected by that. And, you know, same with finance. Like if you're struggling to pay, you know, bill by bill, if you're like living really close to the edge, like your mental health suffers from that too. And you can't mm. then just do a yoga workout or a dance workout and be like, cool, all my problems are away. Like you've got bigger <laughs> yeah. stuff to deal with, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so having, yeah, that is totally that. It's like that's not the first thing people think of. Like, again, sexual health isn't the first thing people think of when they're like, cool, like mental health support, let's talk about sex. But it's like the same thing like Mm -hmm. if you're struggling in your sex life and you don't have that connectiveness or you know you're losing desire with your partner or you know you just don't understand or you're not having pleasure like that can affect your mental health as well so like it's just about this is all the problems that you know can affect or some of the you know hopefully some of the problems that we face Mm. and we collectively face but is not talked about is yeah really really cool (laughs) <laughs> but find it like <laughs> subscription side of things so <laughs> to answer your question um <laughs> there will be a lot of the app that's free so um there's a whole section on mental health which is called like resources and we have like proper clinical psychologists and people totally in the mental health space that that information I'm like you know, could never put a price between, you know, <laughs> there's never going to be a paywall for that kind of support. So, you know, what to do if you're having suicidal thoughts, you know, how to handle anxiety, you know, um, abuse, addiction, like all of it, I think is so, so powerful to have as well as like, you know, psychologists being like, so what are the different types? Like, what's the difference between a counselor and a psychologist or a therapist? Or, you know, there's so many different names. So talking you through like who you should go talk to as well as like, Mm. what do we expect from your first session? Like just trying to break down those barriers as well, being like, yeah, this is totally educational on demand whenever you need it. Like, you know, how to come panic attack, you know, ways of dealing with it. But like, if you want someone to chat with you about your Mm. own situation, like there's this place to go as well. Um, Because it's definitely not a sub substitute for mental health but it's um hopefully bridging that gap like when I mm. started me not answering the question at all but when I started <laughs> when I when I started I um did a survey of so many people and was like in the past year like how many people felt like they needed professional help whether it was you know professional sexual help professional financial help professional mental health and like 85% of people said that they needed like felt like they wanted to reach out for someone for that support and only 41% of them did um which is like Mm. half of them didn't and the other half said they they did but lots of them cancelled they said it was too expensive they didn't feel like they gelled with the person it wasn't that accessible to them and I was like let's like make this like we need to change this gap like so I hope that that is like a little bit of a bridge so if you can't afford Mm. to go get a therapist right now it's not all or nothing like there's still someone there to be able to be like this is general information but like hopefully this can help a little bit so that's yeah. really, really cool. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the app, a lot of the app is free, um, but there is some of the content that is behind like a $10 a month subscription and that will just mm-hmm. give you access to everything, all the workouts, all the um, other side of it as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just yeah. there's a bit of both, but, yeah, full access to completely everything. It's still so cheap considering like I went to sign up to a meditation like app 
you know, when I first started, it was like $50 a month for just like meditation. And then you could be paying right a month and then you're paying like $20 for your fitness. And then you're paying, you know, $10 for your nutrition. And because there's so many different things, but nothing like all at once. So Mm. hopefully, you know, there is that check, but it's, yeah, you can still have that support without, you know, yeah, pie and all those different. Things. Totally. Oh, like that's a bargain. <laughs> that's I was yeah, I was expecting it to be more expensive because that's like so many varied resources in the one place that makes it like super 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 convenient and accessible like you know, I mean, I would be more than happy to pay that um and it's also also awesome that you know there's the option for people that can't pay that to still access, you know, a fair bit of it and especially the mental health stuff. I think that's like very beautiful that you've made sure there's no paywall because that is such an issue just the accessibility the financial accessibility of like mental health support um you know that's just huge like it's such a it's such a big barrier so expensive like even talking to people it's like $300 an hour to speak to a psychologist and everyone's like oh just if you need help like there's help available and I'm like not on my pay budget it's not like (laughs) working a part-time job like I can't pay someone $300 an hour to sit and listen to me talk like I you know that's so and not reasonable for lots of people and you know even my dad like a single dad he's not got that you know money to spend on listening Mm. as well so yeah people being like come everyone seek mental support it's so important it's like yeah well it's hard to do like it's not that easy yeah yeah. like I'd be seeing I'd be seeing a therapist of some in some shape or form like every week like for the rest of my life if I could afford it like I think it's amazing and it's really valuable and like would do it but just cannot afford that and also it's really I don't know it's really tough to find the right one and I feel like so so much of the time like if I've had um you know a friend or a relative who's been really struggling and so we've been trying to usher them towards finding a therapist to work with and then you know you get your mental health care plan and you might get half back but it's still expensive like 80 bucks a session or whatever and then they start with someone and they don't gel and then that's like oh okay well we've just wasted all that money I can't be bothered trying to find a new one that works better with me and starting all over again from scratch, like telling my whole sex, like my whole history. And, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of obstacles in the way when it comes to that stuff. And even if you like do put money towards it, it's not guaranteed to, you know, you're not guaranteed to find the right one for you that's actually going to benefit you. So there's a whole lot. I mean, that's a whole other topic. But, yeah, it's cool that, um, totally. you know, you're spelling out some of that stuff um, and you've got resources around that inside the app for people. Mm. yeah totally and as we grow like you know we hope to tackle that humongous issue too you know that's something that is very much something that's been around forever you know you know the professional on-demand stuff has been yeah crazy forever so being able to hopefully in the future um be able to tackle that you know personal unique stuff as well it's really really important but for now like if you struggle it's not just all or nothing like it's either you spend your three hundred dollars for your hour session or you know, you sit there and, you know, not know how to, you know, do what to do with your anxiety or not know how to do, Mm. you know, to help pick you up from depression. Like there's still professionals that are educated from, you know, trusted sources there to be like, hey, like, let's talk about it. Yeah, cool. Amazing. Well, I'm wondering if it's time for the segment TMI. We love it.
Are you uh, potentially ready with a TMI story or am I putting you on the spot? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally putting me on the spot. Um, I can't – do you have one? I can't think of anything. Do you have a TMI story? Uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a bunch that listeners sent in at the ready. Um, cause this is one of my favorite things, but I feel like I've told so many of my stories already on this podcast. So let me just, I feel like there was a really nice one, um, that a listener sent in. I'll read it. So it's around like raising conscious children who don't have body issues, normalizing the female body and genitals and explaining conception and periods at an early age. She says, I was sitting in my bath with my two young kids when uh, who were four and seven. They saw a piece of string dangling from my vagina and asked why it was there. They already understand how they were conceived, sperm swimming to an egg to create life, but I explained each month an egg gets released and if it doesn't meet a sperm, I get my period. And then they said, and then they asked if I had a chicken sized, if I had chicken sized eggs coming out of me. Cute. Ah, oh, that's a nice one. It's not too TMI that one, um, but yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> no. So and so powerful that she's been able to have that conversation with her kids too, so that they know like what's going on, and um, for them to feel like they can ask as well. Like that's really really cool. Like you know, for mm. me, like you know, you don't ask that stuff, and so for you know, kids be like, what is that? Like, tell us about it. We know stuff already. That's like, yeah, yeah. ops to her. Like for creating that safe space. For her yeah. Kids to feel open to asking questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful and it just like illustrates how um how powerful and easy it can be just to have like a proper conversation and rather than like deflecting it or being weird about it, which then obviously like those kids are going to internalize like shame around it because they ask a question and then you reacted in a certain way that, you know, kids are pretty energetically sensitive. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, like the, it's just conversational almost. It's like, oh, that's so fine that you asked that. Like, let me tell you about it, you know? So um, I like that story because yeah, it's sort of um, some, it's something that I'm really passionate about and I think about a lot. I don't have children yet, but I think about it a lot, especially because I used to work in childcare with kids for years. So yeah, if, if you're interested in that, I did an episode on um, uh, sex positive parenting and like raising kids in a shame-free environment with a beautiful woman called Carlin. So that's a, that's a old episode you can go back and listen to, um, sex positive parenting. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm wondering after we've sort of pumped up this app, I'm like getting really excited about it. You're obviously so passionate about it and yeah, love all the info you've given us. Um, when is it going to be like available? <laughs> Good question. I mean, I know. <laughs> Good question. Um, actually, not that much longer, which is so exciting. I was on the phone to my developer this morning and he was like, Lex, we're getting close. Like, Lex, we're getting close. And that's the first time he said that. So that's a big thing. Um, <laughs> our timeline is maybe like within the, within the month. Maybe. Oh, wow. With all toes and fingers crossed. Yeah. So hopefully before September. Oh, wow. That's so exciting because I know that there's been, you know, uh, dead like timelines given to you in the past that just haven't happened. So it's obviously been like stretched out and a bit disappointing when it didn't, didn't get ready in time when you thought it would. So that's really cool. That's so soon. Um, and also like, what is so, so like. Scared. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, what ended up happening? Like, did you end up finding investors? Um, like, did you get grants? Like, how have you actually ended up making it happen? And did you end up having to pay 2.2 mil? Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> no, short answer. No, I didn't. Um, the, the year, so from 2020 to halfway through 2021, like my whole mission was how am I getting this fun? Like, how am I going to make this happen? And I was writing more grand applications than any 18 year old should ever be writing <laughs> was <laughs> I could, you know, master a grand application. Well, clearly not. I didn't get any, but I was good at writing them, good at filling them out, got quick at it. Um, as well as, yeah, I had so many meetings with investors and it was totally like shark tank. Like some approached me, mm. I approached them and, you know, I had men in business suits being like, yeah, sure. I'm going to give you $250,000 for 10% of this. And I'm like, no. I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but <laughs> no. And, you know, my family are not in the business world at all and they're like, no one's ever offered me $250,000. Like, take it. Like, <laughs> do it. And I'm like, I don't want a, a man a man in a suit in his 50s who's got an idea of just making money and how much he can make from me and my idea, like that's not where I'm at or what I want to do. And for some people, like totally that's what they need to get their business up and running. But for me, it just totally didn't feel aligned with the work that I do to have it that way, um, which left me really stuck for a really long time. And um, it was literally after my, I know, hundredth of millionth grant application knocked back, you know, the amount of, hi, Lexi, unfortunately, like, email yeah. to, you know, starts with an email that I got was oh, insane. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, my stepdad actually um, sat down with me and was like, I've literally never seen someone work so hard for something ever. Like you want this more than I've seen anyone want anything and you work so hard from it. And he said, it's so upsetting seeing you so upset after every grant, not back every, you know, so congratulations, you've been processed to the next stage. Oh, sorry. Like with, you know, both. The, I had a few of those being like, oh, sorry, wrong email. Like, you're un, you know, like, <laughs> like no. oh. yeah, I've had at least three of those. I know. It's horrible. Um, so he literally sat down and he was, he's a maintenance operation engineer. At, so he's very clued on, like very mathematically smart. And he sat down with me and he's like, I don't know how to make an app. I don't use Facebook. I don't use Instagram. You know, I get cranky at my computer. Like I don't know how anything works, but he goes, I made a wool testing machine 20 years ago using code. Um, like a machine to test wool for a farm. And he's like, so I understand like the computer behind the scenes to make it work. And he's like, give me two weeks, show me your designs, show me what you want, give me two weeks and let's see what we can do. And we've been working together for a year and a half on this app. And he would come home from work and he would be home at five and then from 5.30 to 11.30 at night we would sit on the couch together and like, work together and yeah oh my god and so he's doing it he's like nearly finished making this app yeah he's like done it like it's so close far out I can't imagine how much googling he had to do to learn how to make an app like (laughs) more googling than you ever know even like he's been on a trip around Australia the last few months and he goes if I know I'm out of range he goes tell me what I need to google or tell me what you want and he'll like 
load all these Google tabs that he needs and yeah. like heaps of them. So if he's out of range for a few hours, he's like got stuff that he can yeah. read. So literally oh. anything's possible if you yeah use Google. So yeah, that's my developer. <laughs> Stepdad, that's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. I'm really happy for you. It's pretty incredible outcome, all things considered. And um, if you had to have like, you know, a man in his 50s involved, at least it was someone like him. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I ended up with an <laughs> investor in his 50s anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. but totally. And I think a big lesson from that too is for so long I never wanted – you know, he mentioned it to me that he understood code and I brushed it off for three years. I was like, no, like I can do this by myself. Like I don't need your help. Mm. Like I can do this. I'm going to do this the right way. And there's literally no harm in looking at the people around you. Like even business people do it like nine to five, like lots of people will say it's like not what you know, it's who you know. And I think that that's so true. Like people get, you know, legs up in jobs all the time. People do stuff. So look at the people in your circle as well and see if they Mm. have any business knowledge or any skills that you need or any connections because that's what business is. It's also you don't just have to do it by yourself. Like reach out to people and find people within your circle or within a network that could be useful to you and don't feel like you have to do it all completely on your own because for so long I felt like if it wasn't just me that was like the worst thing ever because I worked so hard for this and I wanted that I didn't want to feel like yeah I had to you know someone Mm. else had to help me and I had to get someone else help me and I didn't like I could have done it on my own and I had investors willing to pay for me to do it on my own but You've got to also look around and be like, this relationship and, you know, this person understands me and better than anyone. And, you know, I would love to get home from, you know, my retail job to fund the app as well and to sit down and eat dinner and talk about the app. And, yeah, so you've also got to look around and, yeah, Mm. swallow your pride a little bit and do what's best for you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's that's good advice. Like honestly, it's really it's really common for people to just like not want to relinquish any control or any ownership because it's their baby and they've put in all this work and they want to do it on their own so they can take full credit and have full control over the end product and things, which I completely get. Um, and like I'm a little bit of a control freak like that as well. It's like you want to have like all of the freedom to do what you want and like create your vision, but it's fucking lonely being like self-employed, being an entrepreneur, like trying to like, you know, trailblaze this path that there's no real sort of blueprint for. And, um, and I have to regularly remind myself, like, it's okay to ask for help. I don't have to do every single thing myself. Like if there's something that I absolutely can't do, I can seek help for that. And like, that's okay. So yeah, that's great advice because also it's just like fun to collaborate. It's fun to work with people and bounce off one another. Like it's very isolating and lonely to just have this vision and have this baby that's yours and only yours and not have anyone to work on it with, or like, you know, brainstorm ideas with or get excited or like, you know, share the wins and share the the losses like that's something that I'm always sort of a bit sad about like especially now that I've moved somewhere so remote is like I don't have colleagues I don't have business partner I don't have anyone to like share the load and like also you know help keep the inspiration and the motivation going so it's really cool like you know 
to to hear that you've had like a partner in crime and you know that's also allowed you to still have full control of the app because it's not some like capitalist investor that wants like you know wants to have a say in things so nice (laughs) it's been very funny like the amount of things he'll add and he'll he'll like go in and be like I've had it because it's like all my design and he'll add little twerks in and he thinks oh she won't pick it up I'm like what have you done there like why have you done that and it's it's like this fun relationship as well because it's yeah not that like person that's like oh this is great but like maybe we could it's like why did you do that like I told you to do it this way like why have you done it that way so yeah it's and it could you're right like bringing in people and asking for help like is it doesn't have to be that scary it can actually be really rewarding and if you don't have the skill sets like yeah we could do it on our own yeah we totally could but if we get someone that actually knows what they're doing to help us like it could be done 10 times faster and mm-hmm. our vision could be yeah moved forward a lot quicker than what it you know you know Rome yeah. wasn't built just off one person you know totally. Apple wasn't built by one person it's yeah if you need help ask for it whether that's investments or just outsourcing some stuff like and value your time as well like if you don't know how to make a website do you want to spend three months you know slaving away to make a shitty website or do you want to pay some Indian man or someone online to make it for you and you know yeah. is your time worth more spent elsewhere so yeah mm. don't be afraid to delegate yeah 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 hey me again if you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on i want to mention that you can buy some really dope merch from the website and get yourself a labia lounge tote tea togs yep you heard that right i even have labia lounge bathers or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back So uh, if fashion isn't your passion, though, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which is actually called Buy Me A Soy Chai Latte, because I'll be the first to admit, I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. (laughs) You can do a once-off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. And I also have a Sunroom profile over on the Sunroom app, as I've mentioned, And I also offer one-on-one coaching and online courses that'll help you level up your sex life and relationship with yourself and others in a really big way. So every bit helps because it ain't cheap to put out a sweet podcast uh, into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I will be undyingly grateful if you support me and my biz financially in any of these ways. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself. Saucy. Um, I'll pop the links in the show notes. Thank you. Later. Cool. All right, my love. Well, I think that's a wrap. I, I'm gonna, I am guilty of not actually having the app, but now I'm going to go download it. I'm not an app person, to be honest. It's just, I don't really use, no, I don't really use apps. No, the new one's better anyway. You don't, you can wait. You can wait to when the, when you've got your beautiful face on it. I even was over at my cousin's last night and they're like, yeah, let's download the app. And I was like, no, no, wait. Like you've only got three weeks now. Like you've waited three years to not download it. Wait three weeks and you'll have like, you'll get to see it for everything that I wanted it to be rather than yeah. the shitty little version. So if I, I um, if I like downloaded the app now, would it automatically update itself to the new one or it, it's a different app that you have to download separately? So it would update, but okay. the account you'd have to make a new account. Okay. New All right. One. All right. Well, maybe, maybe hold off everyone, but yeah, I mean, yeah, 
if you if you want to go get around it, definitely do and be aware that there's an yeah, even more yeah, dope follow, version coming soon. Kids to come. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram that and then we'll we'll post it there being like, it's up, it's ready. Like go yeah. watch it when it's up. That would be yeah. the best place to do if you wanted to action it. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. Well, I'll put the links to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today, Lex. It's super inspiring. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. That's a wrap, everyone. See you later. Bye. And that's it, darling hearts. Thank you for stopping by the Labia Lounge. Your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it, just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double L action next time. And in the meantime, if you'd be a dear and subscribe, share this episode, or leave a review on iTunes, then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that, my dear, is a downright act of sex-positive feminist activism. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT, and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.